Hey guys, this is Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Today is March 7th, and first and foremost, happy birthday to my parents. Yes, both of my parents. They share a birthday, which pretty much means they're perfect for each other. So happy birthday to them. Today, we are going to finish up Nephi, and I'm a little bit sad because I love Nephi. He was such a stellar rock star prophet, and I am sad to be finished up with his works and his writing, but so excited to study the last testimony of the Savior which he gives. To start it off, I just wanted to start with a quote by President Nelson about Nephi. He says this, Nephi's personality comes to life as we read his closing testimony. He reveals his strengths his perceived weaknesses, his frustrations, his delights, and finally, his sterling commitment to obey God. From his farewell statement, we gain insights into his personal relationship with the Lord. So as we read today, think about that, about what we can learn about who Nephi was based on his chosen last words for us. So to start this off today, I want to talk about his very last words for us. I love it, and it's kind of become my mantra, even though I'm so far from perfect at it. It's something that pops through my head often as I'm decision-making through the day. It's his very last words. In verse 15, he says, For what I seal on earth shall be brought against you at the judgment bar. And then here it is. For thus hath the Lord commanded me, and I must obey. How amazing is that? He understood who the Lord was. He understood perfectly the Lord's commandments, and he had a firm commitment that when the Lord commanded, that he would obey. I would love it if someday that was what people knew me for. Someone who would obey the Lord, that it wasn't a question but that if the Lord commands, I will obey. Like I said, it's my mantra. I think about it all the time, but I'm so far from perfect at it. And it's an area of my life where I desperately want to improve. But if you think about it, Nephi is kind of one of those prophets from the Book of Mormon that is just known for his obedience, known for how he followed the Lord no matter what. Take a second and just think, what are some examples of Nephi's obedience? I wrote down a couple, and I'm sure I'm missing a lot, but a few that I thought of were leaving Jerusalem with his family, returning to Jerusalem to get the brass plates, returning to Jerusalem again to get Ishmael and his family to join them, um, lopping off the head of Laban, even though he didn't want to and, and was scared to do that, keeping two sets of plates. How weird would that be? All of a sudden you're like, well, I've been keeping this one journal, but uh, I guess the Lord wants me to start writing over here too. So I'm just going to write over here without any idea of why, but just trusting that if the Lord commanded that there was a reason and obeying. So that one's a really great example to me. Following the directions on the Liahona, building a ship, journeying to the promised land, separating himself and his family from Laman and Lemuel which would have been heartbreaking, I would imagine. He didn't have, like, the greatest relationship with his brothers, to say the least. 
But family is family, and for the Lord to command him to leave his family and to never come back would have been really, really heartbreaking, I would imagine. And then leading his people in righteousness, building a temple with them, continuing to preach and to guide them. So he's kind of a a rock star example of obedience. And I just love those final words of his. For thus hath the Lord commanded me, and I must obey. I want to be more like Nephi in my obedience. So let's take a look at verse 6 of 2 Nephi 33. Verse 6 says, I glory in plainness, I glory in truth. I glory in my Jesus, for he hath redeemed my soul from hell. First of all, this is not the first time that Nephi has talked about delighting or glorying in plainness. And I remember being younger and reading that and thinking, he is crazy because nothing about the Book of Mormon is plain. It is so hard to understand. But this time, reading the Book of Mormon, and I mean, I've read the Book of Mormon straight through several times, but this time I noticed a stark difference between when I was reading Nephi and when it crossed over into Jacob preaching. It was so different this time, going from the plainness of the way Nephi spoke and preached and wrote to Jacob, who was a little bit more complex in the way he he spoke and wrote, Um, a little more Isaiah-esque in the way he preached. And so that became very evident to me this time as I was reading the Book of Mormon, exactly how plain Nephi spoke and explained the principles of the gospel. He also says that he glories in truth. I love that because in 1 Nephi 16.2, it says that the wicked take the truth to be hard. So if Nephi glories in truth, we can imagine that Nephi had a conscience that was clear of wrongdoing. He didn't take truth to be hard. He gloried in it because of the man that he was and because of his integrity. And then it goes on. I love this so much. She says, I glory in my Jesus. I love how personal he makes that with the Savior. He doesn't just say, I glory in Jesus. He says, I glory in my Jesus. That personal relationship that Nephi had with him. And then he goes on to say, For he hath redeemed my soul from hell. One thing I love about this is that in the last testimonies of Lehi, he said something very similar. In 2 Nephi 1.15, here we have Lehi again. He's giving kind of his last words to his kids. And he says, But behold, the Lord hath redeemed my soul from hell, and I have beheld his glory, and I am encircled about eternally in the arms of his love. And now here you have Nephi at the end of his life, writing to his children and to his posterity, and he says the same thing, For he hath redeemed my soul from hell. Redeemed is one of my favorite words in the scriptures because of its definition. Redeemed means to buy back, or to buy the freedom of, or to clear the debt for. I love those definitions of redeem. When Nephi says, he hath redeemed my soul from hell, he hath bought my soul back from hell. Through his atonement, he has bought me back. He has purchased me. 
He has cleared my debt and purchased my freedom. So I love that relationship that Nephi has with the Savior, that very personal, real, and intimate relationship. And because of that relationship, because of the love that he felt from the Savior, he developed a love for his fellow man. In fact, listen to these following verses. I have charity for my people and great faith in Christ, that I shall meet many souls spotless at his judgment seat. I have charity for the Jew. I say Jew because I mean them from whence I came. I also have charity for the Gentiles. But behold, for none of these can I hope, except they shall be reconciled unto Christ, and enter into the narrow gate, and walk in the straight path which leads to 